Hello, and welcome back. My name is Terrence Fox, Head of Innovation with iAdvise. It's a pleasure to have you here for our Conversation With series. I hope you all are safe and uh, maybe take a, a deep breath to start off today's discussion. Uh, definitely been a wild few days, to say the least, between Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then throwing a giant fat turkey dinner in there with the tryptophan hangover that we probably all have. Uh, happy December. We're in the home stretch. And in today's discussion, I wanted to first take a moment to, to reflect on what December means, typically. Uh, what gives December that sort of jolly feel that it has? And when I was thinking back to my own childhood, for example, the jingle of Christmas bells, music playing softly in the background, a crackling fire, uh, hearing anything even similar to that in December automatically teleports me to my couch uh, for the holidays with my family. So as a brand, what we wanted to do in this time of uh, uh, intense sound and emotion, we wanted to talk about the sort of sounds that are associated with the experience you provide. Today, specifically, we're going to look at the role of sonic branding in the customer experience and obviously the transformation that it can bring. So it's my pleasure today to be joined by Olivier Changeart. He's the founder of OJC Artisan of Sound. It's a sonic branding boutique that helps brands drive emotion and connect with visitors through the power of sound and song. Hi, Olivier. Uh, can you hear me? Hi, Terence. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, great. Fritz always does uh, such a good job with my segues. Glad you're here. Uh, Glad you guys well. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. This is super fascinating work that you do. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, before we get in, how was your Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Did you shop? Are you broke? Are you tired? Uh, <laughs> I'm tired of eating too much food for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and drink maybe too much. But um, no, regarding Black Friday, uh, I haven't done much this year. I was with my friends and I really wanted to spend more quality time with them. Uh, so I was like outdoor most of the day. Uh, plus Black Friday uh, is not something that we relate a lot in France. Mm. So I'm not like, okay, it's uh, Black Friday, oh, some, uh, some uh, purchase online. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always been a craze here. I would say that this year for the first time, we probably didn't do any shopping. Uh, yeah, and you know, uh, during this COVID time, also like as a customer, I really wanted to uh, focus on what is essential uh, for purchasing right. uh, and uh, what's uh, nice to have versus what I really need. Right. And to me, Black Friday is really about, you know, oh, okay, there's a bargain, I'm gonna buy that, but do I really need that? Mm, not sure what, what value this is gonna take and bring. Um, so, uh, for that matter as well, um, I wasn't uh, on my computer on Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's actually funny you say that. We had Kristen Narragon from Akinio on a few weeks back, and she mentioned uh, she and her, her partner had decided to reduce the amount of spending they did at the beginning of the pandemic. So it would be curious to know if she participated in Black Friday. Yeah. She had said that she didn't do much anymore uh, in terms of spending and, and stressing the supply chain. So nice to hear that the three of us, even though she's not here, had a similar experience. Um, now, Olivier, I like to usually ask what book you've been reading, but it came up so frequently that uh, our guests, much like myself, have not had a free moment to read. <laughs> even though they I have some free time, but unfortunately, I'm most of my 
on my phone or watching a movie. I'm very lazy. Uh, the last book I read was uh, during the summer on the beach. Yeah. Um, it was a French book, and I don't remember it even what. It, it was a great book, but very entertaining. But um, uh, the only book I could read would be a cooking book because I love mm. cooking. Uh, and of course, you know, um, during this pandemic, when you when you're stuck at home, you you spend a lot lot of time uh, treating yourself and um, yeah, right, make your life sweeter. I would say. Yes, uh, I've got a bit of a problem with that myself right now. Too much of it. Um, now, uh, Olivier, as, as so much of our work is on analyzing customer experiences, and uh, we'll get into, of course, the role sound and in, in audio has in that experience. Um, tell me a bit about a, a memorable digital experience you have had as a consumer. Anything come to mind? A visual experience? A customer experience that you have had. Oh, a customer experience? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, for That's instance, if not, right? We we haven't yeah, been doing it. Much I to be like really in my mind. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can remember is, uh, uh, and I don't like necessarily love his brand, but Albert Crumbin Fitch. Mm. And when I arrive in the U.S. and I enter in this store. Everything is about all your five senses, you know? Right. Uh, the smell, you have the sound, the dark space. Um, uh, the visual also is really well done. I mean, the smell. Wh whether you like it or not, you enter in uh, Abercrombie and you have this kind of experience. Right. Uh, and I remember when the first um, store opened on in France on the Champs Elysees. Yep. Uh, I was dying to get inside as well, and same experience. So, in terms of branding, I think it and customer experience. Again, whether you like it or not, it's really well done because you know we are humans and we we experience the world with our five senses, and um, and they understood that. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned quickly before the smell. I remember any time I went into an Abercrombie and Fitch as a kid. I'd leave smelling like the cologne and yeah. perfume that they were spraying all over the place. Yes. You know, uh, and, and it lasts for a few days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the same smell you get when you go inside Subway. Yeah, yes, you have the smell of Subway on you. Yes, and you uh, have the smells are strong uh, senses. Right. Uh, when you smell something, sometimes you just like go back to a certain period of your time. Uh, it brings back memory. It's a very uh, strong uh, sense. Well, you're doing a great thing <laughs> for pushing the need for a smell with your brand, but let's talk about sound now. Um, uh, Olivier, I'm, I'm super fascinated in your work because as I said myself, uh, in December is a big month for it, right? You, you hear that Christmas music, you hear the crackling fire. Uh, it does all sorts of things for your emotions. I'm the type of person, I don't know what it is specifically in the brain, you probably know, where I hear a song. And, I love, yeah, so it gives me the chills. Like yes. music can do that to me. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, your own experience and passion with music, and what led you to this work with Sonic Branding. Well, so it started uh, at the age of six uh, when I started playing the piano for about ten to twelve years, uh, classically trained pian pianist, and then I started singing in a choir at the age of fifteen. Uh, and since then, I sang in, in about four different choirs. So I love singing. I love this experience of uh, 
doing something together and going on stage and create creating an experience you know and sharing your passion to the audience um, at the age of 18 i studied composing music as well i bought my first synthesizer and i was spending nights uh creating my own sounds and uh yeah that was really my uh it, it's a passion music is a passion when i started my career um i was an acoustics engineer so i was studying the the physics of sounds and, right. and, and waves and i was trying to mitigate uh, noise annoyances to create the best sonic environment right uh, for my uh, clients which were mostly um, industrials mm. and architect and i worked in paris for uh, museums like uh, the orsay museum the louvre museum i did some theaters uh, some uh, uh, sports facilities hospital all of that and uh, when i moved to uh, it was in 2007 to boston for family reasons yeah i uh, restarted from scratch my studies became an architect and I was also very interested as um, a musician about how you um, react to uh, spaces when right. you get into a, a building. So using yeah. sound as an ornament that contributes to the overall experience of the space. Uh, using a materiality, using the geometry of spaces. I mean, you can do a lot of things. And right. uh, that's what I refocused. I worked for about four years. Um, what I didn't say is I stopped playing the piano in the meantime because I didn't bring my piano from France. Mm. But uh, this urge, this uh, necessity to play music and to uh, to compose, uh, uh, study again. Yeah. When I finished my studies and I had more uh, free time, so I took some music production classes, um, and I I bought a software, I bought a digital piano, and I. Um, started composing again and opened my SoundCloud page. A fashion designer found me and asked if I wanted to uh, collaborate, uh, to do a collaboration for his next fashion show. Yeah. Uh, of course, I accepted. I was very honored. And I created some, uh, I would say, 15 minutes of music, uh, yep. original music, uh, to elevate his collection. So basically, the, the goal was to kind of translate uh, his collection his message into a musical language. Mm. Uh, and I love that experience. I thought it was fascinating. And this is how OJC Artisan Sound really uh, was born because I just realized that with my skills in composition, right. I could uh, help brands, organization, right. uh, um, just uh, yeah, to uh, communicate more genuinely with their audience. Yeah, so uh, I know I've kind of blanketed uh, what I feel sonic branding is, um, but it would be better to come from you, uh, Olivier. What actually is, to give everyone kind of a clean slate, what is sonic branding? Uh, give an overview of what it is and what it means for a brand. Well, the best way to describe that, um, I, learned that I learned that over the, the years, is to compare uh, sonic branding with visual branding, mm -hmm. which uh, defines a brand through colors, shapes, fonts, and, uh, and, a, and a logo, a visual logo. Right. So uh, Sonic Branding does the same thing using sound and music. So it's really about understanding the brand, its personality, then translate that into uh, what I call a music DNA. Right. The Sonic identity, the core of the, the company, and then 
once I have that, uh, you can just adapt it to uh, various communication touch points. So every time a company uses music, uh, it, it fits the brand first, but it's also consistent. Throughout. Right. And that's funny too, because this, and I know we're going to get into the effects of music on your brain, um, but I can think of so many different jingles and songs and little sound bites I have heard in my own experience as a consumer that I, for no reason, still have in my brain today for brands that might not even be around anymore. Yeah, uh, I remember as a kid, uh, there was this jingle for a brand that sold dog food. And actually, there's a seafood restaurant nearby me right now that has the same name, Red Barn. Yeah. Uh, and wildly different experiences now in my brain between those two brands and what they offer. But I can still remember the original Red Barn jingle when I was a mm -hmm. kid. Uh, so are there uh, examples of uh, you know, sonic logos for famous brands today? Yes. And if you, if you want, since we're talking about sound, I have prepared a few uh, audio elements and the, I can definitely play uh, something with four very famous Sonic logo. Okay. And for everyone who listened to, uh, to this, uh, try to find uh, which brand is associated to that logo, okay? Cool. So, ready? Here we go. Okay. So the first one makes me want to lay down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one was yeah. that, the second one was that sprint. No, but it's close. T-Mobile. Ah, okay, 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 okay. And then the third and fourth, I didn't hear fast enough. It was Apple and McDonald's. Okay, okay. Uh, so this uh, series of notes uh, trigger the memory of the brand when they are when you, when you hear them. Uh, so again, it's, it's about consistency and repetition, uh, the same thing as visual branding. Uh, right. And um, but that's part of the sonic identity, the you know the, the music DNA that I was talking about. Right. And once you have that, you can really do whatever you want when you are a composer, you know, and you can create any kind of music genre, mm. uh, any kind of um, yeah. And we, we can talk about that later. But uh, it's it's really about. Uh, being consistent and use using this uh, mnemonic, this sure. melody uh, all the way. So uh, in your work, Olivier, I imagine let's use the Netflix example. Um, and do you want to play it one more time? Oh yeah. yeah. Let's play it one more time. Let's make this interactive. We can pick on Netflix. Yeah, okay. So that was chosen for a specific reason to drive emotion, to drive the sort of uh, feel for the brand. Yeah, and I, um, I mean, if you have time, uh, listen to this uh, podcast, which is amazing. It's called Twenty Thousand Hertz, okay. and uh, it's all about um, sound and stories of um, any kind of sound. It's really interesting. It's really well done. Very well crafted. And there's a specific episode about the sound of Netflix, how this sound was created. So mm. I'm not going to tell you how, but you, I invite you to, uh, to listen to it because it's extremely interesting. Cool. And uh, let's talk about the effects of music on, on the brain, right? Mm. Uh, because I shared the scenario. I'm one of those people that I get the hair on the back of my neck stands up when I hear a song that hits me just right. So what is that? What's happening? 
So when you hear music, uh, there's a reaction, a physiological reaction in your brain, and it's it, uh, uh, release uh, dopamines in your brain and activates areas where the memory, the behaviors, um, and the mood are triggered. Mm. Um, so what's very powerful is as a musician, if you you know how to uh, to, um, to to create specific emotion using uh, different parameters of music like texture, uh, pitch, uh, tempo, instrumentation, uh, right. you know, uh, ryth rhythmic and everything, then you can influence consumers. Um, mm -hmm. So let me let me play an example. I'm going to play four music excerpts. Okay. Totally different, and just close your eyes and um, and let you know uh, the emotions coming and and tell me what you think and what memories uh, this uh, this music triggers. Uh, so give me one second. I think it's this okay. one. I'll lay back and close my eyes. To close try. your eyes, and I ask you everyone to close your eyes. <laughs> Unless you're driving while watching or listening this. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay, so so, so much four different, totally different kind of music, yeah. and emotions are also totally totally different, right? Yeah. If we take, for example, the the first one, which was just a piano song. What comes to my mind is um, compassion, uh, mm -hmm. acceptance, caring. Uh, it it put me in in a very calm atmosphere. Uh, it's a bit sad, yeah. You know, weak, but um, and I think because we are uh, our ears is and brain is trained to associate certain type of sound and instrumentation and scale with a certain emotion. Uh, again, when you're a composer, it's easy to, to get these elements and to yes. create something that uh, conveys a specific message or convey the essence of a brand. Well, so I'll, I'll say, I'll compliment you on your ability to pick two very different sounds, because as soon as we moved to the second sound, I was removed and immediately kind of, uh, how would I describe it? It felt like I was in a horror movie for me personally, or something like very on edge and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe there's more, maybe I didn't interpret it the right way. No, no, but we all, you know, we are all different. We all have a different uh, history. Right. And so uh, music doesn't act the same way depending uh, on who we are. Right. Simple. But there are some rules that applies uh, to, to, to everyone. So this, this was just an example to show you, you know, yeah, uh, that yes, music triggers emotion, and uh, whether they're bad or good, you know. 
Yeah, and I'd say maybe the third one was very comfortable. Like uh, I felt like I was walking. Oh, the third one was very playful. Uh, yeah. Realistic. Uh, yes. Right, and then the fourth one, uh, for everyone who's stuck at home, probably reminded them of a rave that they can't go to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the club. Yes, yes. In our old lives. Yeah, uh, yeah. You would go back. You would come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, super uh, fascinating, right? Because I, I like oh, that, yeah. uh, as you mentioned, we each have our own interpretation of these sounds too. Uh, yeah. So everyone is different. Yeah, and you're mentioning when you introduced uh, the episode about uh, Christmas and all the senses that go around Christmas. So um, I had prepared something for Christmas. So it's, it's going to be very short, but um, again, you will hear everything about Christmas and that will bring you, I guess, joy and excitement. Let's play. You play another one right now? Yeah, right now, yes. Great, great, great. Yeah, this is cool. I like this sort of interactive stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Instantly, you're in the spirit of the holidays and Christmas. Yeah. Yes, it's no longer 61 degrees and, and wet and rainy in Boston. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, super fascinating. Um, so talk to me a little bit about how brands are using this today. I know you had a few examples. Uh, I think one is Ovid Therapeutics you mentioned, MasterCard. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so first uh, let me very briefly talk about the process. Sure. Uh, because, of course, there's a lot of strategy when you create a sonic identity. You uh, first need to understand the brand, its environment, its competitors, um, understanding if they use music or not, uh, in which, on which platform, is it, does it fit with the brand, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, once you have all this insight, then uh, we can start working. And uh, there's a, like, a series of three to four workshops where you create a listening committee with uh, people from uh, the company and uh, together we uh, built uh, the sonic DNA, the sonic identity. That's exactly the same thing. Uh, and uh, you create sound mood boards. You ask people to react. You get information about what they like in terms of music. And then you, you create uh, the sonic identity, which is uh, as two main components, the sonic logo. Right. And we had a few examples before. And the sonic theme which is uh, 30 to 50 seconds of music where you have more time to develop uh, a feeling. Okay. And once you have that, your music DNA, then you can adapt it to uh, various communication touch points. And that really depends on uh, the company. Uh, so to give you some examples, uh, it can be uh, used for uh, videos, online videos. Okay. Uh, on your social media. On LinkedIn, uh, it can be used for corporate presentations, corporate videos, for congresses, uh, events, a podcast, mm. or big company ad campaigns, okay. uh, radio spots, uh, ringtone. Now we have also all these um, uh, voice activity devices. So if you're a brand and you can, you can create your skill with Alexa and add your own um, uh, audio elements, if you mm. want. I mean, there's a ton of way to create uh, a, a sonic universe for a brand. Yeah, that's super neat, right? Because uh, you have 
these instances where you can kind of leverage this sound and this emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's about capitalizing on them across wherever that, you know, it could be social media, like you mentioned, it could be a ringtone. Yeah. Uh, but they need to each be meticulously planned out to make sure that the emotion is, is right. Yeah. And whether um, every company uses music, you know, right. They think strategically, I think, of how they can use music and really being more impactful with their audience uh, to enhance this recall, to build trust over time. Uh, because music gets under customer skin, you know. So right. uh, at the end, you know, you want people to um, to relate to your brand and to have a, a more um, authentic relationship. Mm. So music does the job. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, so I know you. Um, maybe we already talked a little bit. I don't think we talked about Mastercard and Ovid, but did you want to speak about what they're doing specifically? So yeah, Ovid is. Um, I would say my last uh the last client i worked on okay uh through the course of the summer it's a biotech they work on rare disease they are based in new york and they asked me to um create a sonic identity mm -hmm. and uh then uh, i did a few adaptations for them uh i would say mainly two the first one was to create a music library okay that they can use it's like ready to use music. Uh, and depending on uh, the tone of the message or the video, they can you know, pick up different songs. They all have this uh, mnemonic of their uh, sonic uh, theme. Mm. And uh, the second thing I did is a um, series of audio elements for podcasts. They are launching a podcast. Okay. And uh, I mean, everybody now know what a podcast is, but they are all build the same way you have a kind of introduction um then outro and in between you have some kind of um, uh different sequences depending on how the, the podcast is built right so basically i create the intro music the outro music and some brief audio elements uh to sequence um the podcast and okay. to get the listener more um uh more um yeah, active and uh, interested. and interested. Yes. Yeah, and so uh, full transparency, we have not asked Olivier to do our intro, but uh, I'll put that on Fritz because uh, it could be <laughs> glad to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's super interesting. Um, and Mastercard, uh, who's doing an awful yeah. lot. I saw last year they re was it last year they did their two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yes, and I would say it's it's a. It's a great example of how they uh, uh, really uh, understood the concept of sonic branding. Mm. So after working with the company on their uh, sonic uh, identity, then it's a global brand. So they asked uh, various composers to interpret this sonic uh, theme uh, depending on the culture of the countries they are. You know. Mm um so that was the first thing and then they also created a music library with different music genre okay different type of emotions uh they also created a very brief message we call that an earcon which mm -hmm. is you know, to your eyes um, to your ears what an icon is to your eyes uh when you purchase something with your mastercard card then now on you have a, a sound that tells you that the purchase is done you know mm. so you don't have to look at your screen 
you know uh, instantly that the purchase is uh, processed. Right. So if you want, I don't know if we have time, but I can play a few uh, adaptations of uh, their um, Sonic uh, theme. And I'm going to play that first. So yeah. you, and, and try to memorize, you know, the, uh, the melody. I think. That's where uh, I had a hard time keeping up last time. I couldn't uh, remember the third and fourth. I would focus uh, on one. Yeah, okay. So uh, this is the... Uh, the theme, okay, of yep. Articorn. And I'm going to stop here. Uh, so that's the music DNA of MasterCard. So now I'm going to play uh, an interpretation that they uh, did for um, any kind of communication in India. Mm. So they are adapting. You, you recognize the, the melodic line? Yeah. Perfect. Another one for South America. Very different. can also play another one so i was talking about the musical library that they created okay right uh so there's uh, another interpretation that relates to the first uh music excerpt that i played uh during the emotional you know um qu uh, not quiz but uh the various uh, four tracks that i played it's uh, i mean you will hear it's very compassionate again mm. And for those who can't see, uh, we have Fritz offstage dancing to this music. <laughs> uh, super funny. Yeah, that, that's that's so neat how they've adapted and changed it depending on what they believe a certain audience would, would appreciate and enjoy. Exactly. exactly. Because, yes, because as a company or brand, you can, you can uh, communicate on a very uh, serious topic, uh, but you can also be more joyful and excited about uh, news that you want to, uh, to spread, you know, Mm. for uh, your uh, consumers so yeah depending on how the, the message is going to be you cannot use the same music but it has to be it has to enhance his recall 
by using the same musical DNA. Yeah, that's yeah. Does it make sense or not? Yes. What was that? Does it make sense? Does yeah. the, it helps? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's okay. So as a brand, what does it mean to try and develop your own sonic branding? You mentioned having a music library and uh, you know, obviously testing the emotion and whatnot. But is there anything else that that would be important to stress? Um, no, I mean it's. Uh, it's really about, every company has a different strategy and a marketing approach yeah. of how they want to communicate, you know. Uh, but uh, what we can do is when, when we create this sonic identity, we can help them to, uh, to uh, make sure that uh, they're going to use the right type of music mm. uh, depending on what they want to, to do, you know. Uh, most of the time, for small clients that I have, the first adaptation is either a corporate video or um, a promotional video of one of their products right. or the service they offer uh, for their clients. You know, that's the first thing, I think. Uh, but then you can just, uh, I mean, it, the possibilities are endless. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, you can tell I'm, I'm keeping you a little bit longer. This is something I'm super fascinated in. Um, is there uh, there was an audio audit that you mentioned in our initial call? Is there something else that you want to touch on there as well? No, I mean the yeah the audio audit is something that I started proposing during COVID. Okay. Uh, because I thought that uh, brands would have more time to reflect on uh, who they are, what they want to do for the future, and uh, depending on their strategy, they might be interested in uh, thinking of how to use sound as a marketing tool. Right. Uh, so I offered that uh, free audit. Uh, so if you're interested, I can see there's something happening on the screen. Yes, it's free. You can just, you can just uh, go there and um, and reach out to me if you're interested. Uh, it's, uh, again, it's free. There's no obligation to, uh, to move forward, but it will give you a broad picture of your audio universe. Mm. Uh, how you use music, uh, is it, does it fit with your brands or not? And um, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, so this is, I would say, and a part of why we were so excited to have you join us, Olivier, is because this is an untapped opportunity for a lot of brands, right? What sort oh, yeah. of sound and emotion can we create a connection with our customers with? Uh, and uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you on as kind of our master of sound and all things related to sound, especially, of course, what it means for your brand. Yeah, and it, especially you know these times where everything is digital now, everything is online. Right. Uh, I think there are more opportunities for brands to be uh, present on this uh, new communication platform and infuse their own sound uh, to be more um, uh, not not more productive, but to, uh, to yeah to, to just gain more visibility and uh, and talk their audience a bit more on an emotional mm -hmm. level. Yeah. Um, well, Olivier, it was an absolute pleasure. I know we're at uh, 36 minutes past the hour, so I kept you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, absolutely, again, for brands today who are trying to create a differentiated customer experience, are trying to connect with their consumers, uh, stand out from the pack, sound is an untouched uh, opportunity for most, uh, and you are a great resource for it. So please check out Olivier's audio audit. Fritz had the link up before. A uh, great way to kind of get their feet in the water and understand where their sound is today or if there is a sound. Uh, 
Uh, and then naturally, Olivier can help you build one out if that's an interest. Yeah, and yeah, I'm really happy to talk to uh, to you guys. And um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, in episode. I'm I'm very honored. Um, yeah, great, great. Well, so thank you, Olivier. Um, Thanks, yes, of course, a pleasure. Uh, next week we have James Dodkins of Rockstar CX. Uh, if the name doesn't do enough for you, you will probably recognize him for his numerous guitars on the walls. He's a customer experience leader, Rockstar, uh, as well on Spotify. We can maybe play some of his music next week, uh, Fritz. But that is December 8th at 11 Eastern time. Again, James Dodkins. Today, we touched on everything related to sonic branding. Olivier is the founder of OJC Artisan of Sound. You can go to Olivier's uh, website for an audio audit and get an understanding of what sort of sounds you are contributing in your customer experience, if any at all. And naturally, uh, he's a great opportunity and resource to build that sound. Uh, thank you all for joining. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Uh, take a breath, I'll say in closing. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining.